Let us pray. Father, you are our great shepherd in these seemingly uncertain times from the temporal and worldly perspective. We know that you are our sure foundation. So even now, Lord God, as we are apart together, strengthen us, unite us, give us assurance and trust more greatly in you and your mighty hands. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I would invite you to take out your Bibles or devices with scripture on them and turn to Psalm 23. You can also turn to Psalm 23 on page 295 in your book of common prayer. These seem like uncertain times in which we are living when we look at things from the natural perspective. And yet we know that we serve a great God who is our faithful shepherd. In light of the current challenges that we are facing as a country and a community and as a world, I do not believe that it is a coincidence that the psalm appointed for today is Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is familiar to us. It is comforting. And it is filled with hope and God-given promise for the people of God. So what I'd like to do is take a few minutes to look together and learn from this psalm this morning. To see what words of peace and what words of encouragement the Lord has for us this very day through his word in this psalm. Psalm 23 begins with a beautiful picture of God as shepherd. And together with the psalmist, all of God's people as sheep belonging to God's flock. Now, such imagery is not unique to Psalm 23, but it is found in multiple places throughout God's word. Psalm 96, verses 6 through 7 reminds us, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Isaiah 40 verse 11 tells us, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And then in Micah chapter 5, speaking prophetically of Jesus, Micah tells us, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. So each of these verses that I've just read remind us that God is our great shepherd and that the Lord Jesus is indeed our peace. But what is distinctive and unique in a sense about Psalm 23 is the use of the personal pronoun, my. The psalmist writes with confidence that the Lord is my shepherd. It is in light of this profoundly personal understanding of his relationship with God that everything else in Psalm 23 is framed because the Lord is indeed his shepherd. And if you and I know Christ, the Lord is indeed your shepherd. The Lord is indeed my shepherd. And he is the shepherd of the entire body of all saints church this very day. The reality of God being our shepherd should fill us with confidence in our great God and give us peace-filled assurance in challenging and difficult seasons like the one we are facing at this time. There are two key points in these verses today, I believe, that should fill us with peace. 
which we read about in this psalm. The kind of peace that we read about in this psalm is the same peace experienced by believers down through the generations in knowing that God is indeed our great shepherd. Both of the points I'm focusing on today are found in verse 4 of Psalm 23. Let me read verse 4 for us again. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. Your rod and your staff. Shepherds in that day carried two essential implements. The first was the rod, basically a club to to fend off wild beasts that would attack the sheep. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Even in the darkest of seasons, you and I need to be reassured that the Lord, your shepherd, the Lord who is my shepherd, is our protector. He is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. I like what Derek Kidner says in his commentary on Psalms about this psalm. Knowing that his presence goes with us overcomes the worst thing that remains, fear. With the Lord as our shepherd, we have nothing to be feared. We are not as the people of God to be dominated or controlled by fear. No matter how dark the valley may seem, we can walk in God's right paths. That does not mean that things necessarily will be easy does not mean that we shouldn't take responsible action in a season like this. It does not in any way mean that God will remove us from the difficult situation any more than he has consistently removed people, his people in the past from difficult situations. But what God will do as we seek him is to lead us more fully into his presence in the midst of trials, in the midst of seasons of of temporal uncertainty. And all the while, he will fill us, he will fill you and me with his peace that passes understanding. A peace that empowers us to shine as the church of God, even in dark times. Quoting Derek Kidner again on Psalm 23. Peace is not escape. Its contentment is not complacency. There is a readiness to face deep darkness and imminent attack. And the climax reveals a love which homes toward no material goal, but to the Lord himself. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. I and we will fear no evil. The second implement that shepherds carried was a staff, a shepherd's crook. This implement was used to guide and to direct the sheep. When I think of a staff or a shepherd's crook, what comes to mind for me in our more suburban setting and our real life example in this day and age is the staff or shepherd's crook or crozier that a bishop carries. And a bishop carries that as a sign that he is called to shepherd the flock of God in his diocese, to shepherd them and to lead them in right paths. 
in the ordinal when a bishop is ordained and receives the staff. The bishop receives this charge. Take this staff and watch over the flock of Christ. In a spiritual sense, says our authority here on earth, that's what our bishop does. But how much more does our great shepherd do that for every one of us who knows him every day of our lives? He takes up his staff again and again to watch over and to guide and direct and shepherd his people who he loves so much that he laid down his own life for us. The Lord, our great shepherd, lovingly guides us with his staff. In him, we shall not want. He leads us to green pastures and to still waters. He places us in those places where we are fed and refreshed by him. And he restores our souls. In just a few weeks, we we will be celebrating Holy Week and then Easter. And God willing, even if we must do it remotely, we still plan on worshiping apart together and doing all of our Holy Week services as a church family. And as we do that, we're still planning on conducting our Easter vigil as long as things aren't shut down more stringently. But as we look even now toward Easter vigil, one of the meaningful parts of the vigil service is the readings of the saving acts of God on behalf of his people throughout the Old Testament. And that came to mind to me as I was preparing this message today. Because that should be something even now that serves as a profound reminder and clarion call to each of us in these days. A clarion call not to forget God's faithful protection and provision on behalf of his people in times past. How he delivered Noah and his family from the flood. That he delivered his people from Egyptian oppression by parting the waters of the Red Sea so that they crossed over even on dry ground. How he delivered Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego from the fiery furnace. But also let us not forget the words they spoke to King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 3. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, hear that. But if not... Be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set us, set up. Let us not forget both God's saving acts and his gracious provision to believers to the end, which he has given to countless believers across the world, down through the centuries, even to this very day the grace to endure, the grace to be sustained, even in the most difficult of circumstances. Brothers and sisters, God is our protector and God is our provider. Indeed, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your good shepherd. May we not give in to fear, but rather be filled with his gracious peace and his presence at this time. God's faithfulness in the past and circumstances exponentially more dire than what we are facing in this moment should fill us with a sense of renewed and deepened trust in him for this season. And it should fill us with hearts of thanksgiving in the midst of challenges, not just in a moment, not just once, but it should fill our hearts with thanksgiving continually. 
If the Lord is our shepherd and God's word promises us that if we are in Christ, he is. Then we truly do belong to him. For thousands of years, shepherds around the world down to this day have marked the ears of their sheep by notching them with a sharp knife. And each shepherd historically who has done this has his own distinctive mark for his sheep, which he notches in the ear of his sheep. And this way, when the the sheep of multiple flocks come together, each shepherd can identify the sheep that are his, even at a glance, even from a distance. So my question for us as we conclude this message today is this. Does your shepherd know who you are? Are you marked by the great shepherd of the sheep? And in seasons such as this, as God molds us and forms us and shapes us more and more into his image, is his mark distinctive and visible in our lives? How does your ear, figuratively speaking, and my ear appear to those we encounter, those around us, perhaps even those in our own household? In this time, do we bear the mark clearly and distinctively of our great shepherd so that his light and his life shines through us in our homes, in our community, in our world? Because God has indeed placed us here in Woodbridge and in Northern Virginia for such a time as this to be his people under the care and guidance and protection and provision of our great shepherd. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your promises that are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. Thank you that you are indeed our good and great shepherd and that we can trust you. So Lord, even now, fill our hearts with an increasing level of trust and thanksgiving for who you are, for your faithful protection, guidance, and provision. Give us peace peace that passes understanding at this time and protect your people, O Lord, that your light may shine forth and that the church of Jesus Christ might rise up and be who you have called us to be without fear in this season as we place our trust ever more fully in you. Pour your grace into our lives in every way. Pour your grace into our community and our world. And this we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen.